Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every of us, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Dr. Ian Smith with us today. He is the author of several New York Times bestsellers. He has written over 20 books and four novels with millions of copies in print. He served as the solo host of the Emmy Award-winning television show, The Doctors, and is a longtime medical contributor to Emmy Award-winning The Rachel Ray Show. And we're excited to have him on and talk about yes. his new book, Wolf Point, and, and mm -hmm. see where all this goes. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to be with you. <clears throat> so I always like to start the show out the same way. Um, this past 18 months has been rough for a lot of people. It has. How has COVID affected what you do? And what have you done to maneuver through this craziness? Well, you know, um, being a medical person and a scientist, um, it's been very different, I think, than most people. Um, True. Mm -hmm. If people went on Instagram, um, my Instagram handle is at Dr. Ian Smith, spell the doctor out. But if you look at some of my old videos that I posted explaining the virus mm -hmm. and the pandemic, mm -hmm. I was very clear in the beginning. And by the way, and I'm not, I'm no more special than any other scientist or doctor. Oh, yes. We all know the same information. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. we, all, yeah. we all knew the same information, which is this is a viral pandemic. Right. Viruses behave in a certain way. Mm -hmm. That's just fact. It's not my creation. It's not what I want. It's just how viruses <laughs> behave. And so in the beginning, I said to everyone, in order for us to get through this pandemic, the only way to get through it is we have to do it together. Because mm -hmm. the way viruses behave is viruses use people, certain viruses in this particular virus, uses people as a host, which means right. it goes to the person, mm -hmm. it replicates inside the person and increases its number. Then you as a person, you transmit it to somebody else and the same thing happens. So yes. this is the one case, the one instance, uh, you know, in many, many years where we can only succeed if we do this together, yeah. regardless of political yeah. persuasion, mm -hmm. race, religion, right. it doesn't matter. We're in this together. We inhabit the earth together. Whether we like so, it or not. Whether we like it or not, we yeah. inhabit the earth together. And so, so and, and this is the thing that people don't understand is that if I do not try to fight the virus and I get infected, then I can end up infecting somebody else, right? And that's what, what I mean by we're in yeah. it together. Like it's, it, and let me just, I don't want to get too much into the virus because I know yeah. it's controversial yeah. to a lot of people, but let me just say right. this. For example, you can be my neighbor and you can say to me, hey, Ian, you know, I'm going to put a fence around my yard. I'm going to paint it black. Yeah. And I can and I can say to you, well, don't put up <laughs> a fence. Let's keep all of our lawns open. You say, hey, this is a personal. This is my property. It's a personal preference. That's the end of the conversation. I mean, you know, yeah, that's you, true. right. You putting up a fence. My neighbor putting up a fence is not going to affect my property, right? No. Not, nothing, right? N now, this is different than that. What I'm, how I make this decision actually could actually impact you because that's how viruses are transmitted. I yeah. cough, I sneeze, I touch a surface, you touch it, you get what I had. Uh, so it's a very, you ask, how has my year and a half been? It's been uh, very difficult professionally on the medical side yeah. because yeah. it's like it's like you know the answer and you've trained your whole life to get this answer and the people won't listen to you 
and you don't understand why they're not listening to you. So you get you get frustrated because mm-hmm. you see people getting hurt unnecessarily, right? I'm a physician. Yeah. Yes. And, right. and, and my oath is that regardless of your race, your creed, your politics, mm-hmm. my job is to help you. And exactly. I want to protect your life as much as possible, right? Even if we Absolutely. disagree with stuff. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. so a lot of a lot of physicians have been very sad because we feel like what we've trained our whole life for people aren't listening to us and people are we're back. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah, so it's been tough that way. Now on the other side of my life, it's been wonderful because I knew how long we're going to be in this, by the way. Yeah. Um, So Mm -hmm. I decided to study the past. Yeah. Yeah. Study past pandemics. That's right. And I decided to be productive. So I wrote two and a half books uh, over the last year and a half. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so for me on a personal level, it's been wonderful. I, I, if I feel bad saying that given all the loss of life, yeah. life experience, well, we but we understand, yes. but, you know, I, I've Thank been productive. Yeah. You know, that's like mm-hmm. with us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020, a couple months before the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. you know, our original plan was to interview a hundred people last year, thought that'd be a great foundation for a first year. And then COVID happens. And I remember telling Sandy, this may be our silver lining. I mean, we can't change the pandemic, right. but we can, find our way to make it through it because we make because she did the study the and she given. knew you're looking at two two and a half years on average she knew that so mm-hmm. we were going to run and run hard and we did that and because of that we're over 450 interviews since last year wow that's a lot well see yeah and what i told people was i said guys try to be productive during this time we're in a whole new yep. universe right now we're at home people are not going to work think of ways that you can be productive so that when we do get out of it, and we will, by the way, you'll be ahead of the crowd. You'll be yes. you'll be ahead. You'll look back and say, "Geez, I did all this stuff," you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's now move to the new book, Wolf Point. Oh, tell us yes. a little bit about tell that. Tell us about it. So you know, my novel. This is uh, the second book in the Ash Kane series. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. and for those those who don't know, Ash Kane is a private investigator who used to be a detective with the Chicago Police Department. And he leaves the department uh, because he won't um, stand up and participate in a cover-up of a bad shooting. So he leaves. And this the is department. all based on a true story, ain't it? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So, so the character is my creation. So he leaves the department and decides that he's going to become a private investigator. And he only takes on very few cases because he's a golf addict and he likes to play golf a lot. Uh, but he's a fun guy. He's sarcastic. He's smart. He's tough. <laughs> He's a romantic failure. His fiance left him at the altar. So he's scarred by that. So he has a hard time with relationships. But he's a guy who loves justice. Wolf Point is about a case where the former president of the Chicago school board was found half submerged in the Chicago River with what was suspected to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Wow. And their official report was that he died of suicide died by suicide mm-hmm. now yeah. this guy was very connected very powerful knew all the right people he had a bigger life than you can imagine and it just seemed really strange that a guy like this would all of a sudden decide to go to wolf point which is a real place by the way it's where the three branches of the chicago river meet okay. that this guy would go to wolf point which at the time was rat infested very dark mm-hmm. dirty trashy and kill himself it just didn't seem to match this guy. And so, yeah. And so I thought that that would be an interesting jumping off point 
um, mm -hmm. for a novel. And so Wolf Point is about a character who is found this way and his children come to our main character, Ash Kane, the private investigator, and they say to him, listen, it's been two years since our dad has died. We don't never believed he committed suicide. Yeah. Help yeah. us find the real killer. And there you go. <laughs> oh, wow. So why Chicago is the backdrop? Is it, what, what inspired that? Well, I've lived in Chicago for many years. I went to medical school here. But Chicago is a great city, and it's a great character in the book. Chicago has everything. It has um, sports. It has great food. It has mm -hmm. all types of ethnicities and racial components and politics. It has political corruption, which is at the <laughs> core of Chicago. It is. It is. <laughs> Uh, but it's just, that's right. It's got the White Sox. It's got the Cubs. Mm -hmm. It's got the Bears. So it's really a great place for people who only know the city through reports in the media. I want to really bring the true essence of the city so you can really feel the vibes of the city. And I think people have a misconception of Chicago because if you look at the stats, you know, you always talk about the murder rate and all that. But when you look at the stats per 100,000, is, which is how you have to look at bigger oh, cities. Yeah, it's actually lower than most of your other cities. I just, I'm so glad you said this. My son and I were just looking at the list of, <laughs> of cities in the U.S. of a certain size um, that have highest crime rates and gun violence. And guess what? It's not Chicago. Yeah. Wow. By a long shot, it's not Chicago. But it's just right. so much population. There you go. That's exactly right. You got to look at it per 100,000 in order to have a real fair comparison, but the media and others portray this, they call it Chirac and all this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I really wanted people to see the city. Yes, there is violence in the city, but there's violence in every city, in LA, yep. in, in Seattle, anywhere, San Francisco. But I wanted people to really experience the city the way I know the city. I love that. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back a little bit. Um, how did the show Doctors come for you? So I was on the doctors um, seven years ago. The doctors typically have a rotating panel of hosts. Mm -hmm. And so I was on I was on the show about six or seven years ago uh, and did it for a year. Um, and then I went on to do other things. And then they invited me back last year uh, to actually be the solo host. Uh, oh, wow. First time they ever had a solo host of the doctors. Um, so I did that for a year and, you know, I, I was very busy, but I felt like the reason why I wanted to do it at that time, I felt like we had been in the middle of the pandemic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was so much confusion about what is COVID? How can you treat oh, COVID? Yes. Will there be a vaccine? And mm -hmm. I felt like that was a great platform rather than just my Instagram yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for, yeah, for me to be able to contribute to the national conversation. And my goal was to really just bring America just scientific information like no bias or opinion these are just the facts yeah. of the case and that's why mm -hmm. i agreed to solo host last year oh wow love that okay. <laughs> so you know a lot of people they look at you as this tv star kind you know dot big doctor and all that you know they see the glory behind you but they don't see mm -hmm. the grind the sacrifice the tears the struggle it takes to, for people to get to your level um, and out there. And I always want to talk about that side of it. Cause I think when people go, jump into entertainment, um, they think I got talent, I got this, but there's so much more to growing out there. Whether, whether you're an entertainer, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a top doctor, top lawyer, it doesn't matter. It's a lot of grind. Tell us about some of the sacrifices you've had to make through the years to get to where you are. 
You know, um, let me tell you a quick story and how I answer that. Um, at my wedding rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. one of my best friends from college stood up and you know how everyone gives a little talk and oh, yeah. they've known you for this many years. And one of my best friends and still is to this day stood up and shocked me. First, he's not a very emotional guy. He's not very sentimental. So I was surprised that he was talking so sentimentally, but he said something to me that just stuck with me. And this is a long time ago. He said this, he said, you know, a lot of people look at Ian and they think that Ian is lucky. <laughs> and he said, but what they don't realize is that he's created his own luck, that he has worked hard and he has sacrificed and no one sees it. They just see the end product, me on TV, me on magazines and everything looks great. But it's been a real struggle. And I don't say that like I'm whining. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I say that because most people, not, I didn't inherit anything, so nothing was given to me. You know, some people, they're lucky. They, you know, your dad or your mom right. gives you whatever. <laughs> but for me, I started from zero, right? And I had to scratch mm-hmm. and claw my way up. And I got to tell you something. It was a very, at times, difficult, challenging journey, but it was also very character building. And now that I'm of the age that I am now and where I sit now, I wouldn't change it for the world. I, I would rather struggle and learn about life and learn how to relate to other people and to appreciate things than to be someone who, you know, your dad and mom are successful. Hey, you got this easier road in life. I'd rather do it my way. And I think that it's given me a greater appreciation for so much in life, particularly it's allowed me to appreciate the limit, the finiteness of life. Life, I always say, even if you live to be a hundred, life is still going to be short. short. It's still short, yes. right? So that's mm-hmm. so I so I think that my sacrifices and you know sometimes not going to parties, uh, sometimes not being able to take trips with friends. You know, I I had a sacrifice to to do it, but the sacrifices are well worth it. Yeah. You know, that's like with us, you know, we talk about doing it your own way. You know, we've been married almost nine, October 5th would be 19 years wow. and we've been a 24 seven couple the whole time. People said we're crazy, yeah, would never much, work, yeah. but we, we believe in doing it our way. Just like this show, we've had no backing, no nothing. You know, one day when our show does become a big a show, like a Bobby Bone show, a Kelly Clarkson show, um, a doctor's show, but in <laughs> our a married couple format. Um, well, you know, People can say we were lucky, but we've done 450 interviews in 20 months. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a right. lot of work. That's right. that's <laughs> they don't right. see the behind the scenes. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, and I tell my, my kids this about success. I tell them that success begins with the work. You know, like if you're if you're an athlete and um, you play football, baseball, whatever it is, tennis, I tell my kids, championships are won in practice, not necessarily the game, right? Right. You play like you practice. (laughs) And so that's where the hard work is. So people see all these great champions, whether it's Super Bowl or basketball or whatever, baseball, but they don't see the time these guys spent, the commitment of the the families, the sacrifice the families make to be without their dad or their mom Mm -hmm. for a certain Mm -hmm. period of time. And so I'm a big, big supporter uh, of, of hard work. I believe in it. Yeah, the harder it sounds, you work, the luckier you get, right? I know it sounds old fashioned, but I believe hard work pays off at the end of the day. And, and, and you know, and you know, I remember on, we bring a lot of entertainers on our show 
And they all do say that there is a point where some luck gets involved. But like they say, you you don't get there if you haven't worked your tail off before you get there. Because it's like the harder you work, the luckier you get. Eventually, those breaks happen. But they don't happen if you didn't work. My grandfather would always say to me, luck is in the Lord. Conduct is in the people. And so, you know, so, yes. you know, <laughs> luck happens, but your conduct can also precipitate the luck, exactly. right? It can stimulate the luck. And so you got to make your own things happen. And, and I just think that, that if people believed in that and behaved that way, people would realize success, depending on how you measure success, hands. of course, success is within your hands. You just got to, you know, now, granted, if, if you're five foot two and you want to be a pro basketball player, <laughs> odds are you're not going to, you know, right. but like you said, you know, it, for most success, it is in your hands. That's right. Unless you're Muggsy Bogues. Uh, <laughs> Muggsy Bogues was a great basketball player, but, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, if, when I started writing these novels, mm -hmm. a lot of people said to me, but you write health books. You have New York Times oh, bestsellers wow. in health books and diet. Why are you writing? Because I believe that life is so short people should follow their passions yes. i've always loved writing crime fiction i love reading it i love watching it and streaming shows and, and how so, has met your medical influenced your writing well it's interesting so the character ash kane um has a lot of influences for me because it's easy to write that way so mm -hmm. he's a fitness guy his dad is his dad is a doctor so he, he goes to his dad for you know medical information when he's in a case um and so my medical background has really helped me inform, like, for example, there's a scene where he's talking to the medical examiner about, mm -hmm. about the medical examiner's report and what it really said, what was possible, what not possible. All that drew on my experience as a physician. Wow, I love wow. that. So, you know, a lot of people, they see you as this, the glory behind you, but they don't see the teams behind the people. And in our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. On our show, they do. So if you don't take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah. So it's so I have different careers, right? So from my publishing side, uh, I have an agent um, who helps kind of shepherd the process of selling it to the publisher. Then when you land and the publisher buys it, you have an editor who you work with very intimately. Um, and your editor, uh, you know, helps edit the book, give you ideas. You rewrite it. She gives suggestions. Uh, then, the, then there's the actual marketing team uh, inside the publishing house. And so the marketing team, they're in charge of, you know, finding guys like you to talk to, making ads and social media. Uh, and I say I should say marketing slash PR. Mm -hmm. They're different, yeah. but sometimes their roles overlap. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I have that team. So, you know, yes, I'm the one who's sitting is sitting down at the computer and writing. But I have a team of people who actually help me bring it's it out there. To, to get it out there. On my other, my other life, uh, my TV life, I have another agent for that uh, who does that stuff. But I also have a publicist, a personal publicist who wears many hats, um, Linda. And so, you know, she and I are a team that way. It's just, so I have people who help me. I, listen, I learned a long time ago that as hard as I work and as much as I'm willing to do everything, I can't. That yeah. No matter how smart you are, takes how hard a team work you are, or a village. Right. It, that's, take that's, a team. it takes a team because everyone has bandwidth, a, a limit. Now, some people's bandwidth may be like this, others may be like this, but you have a limit but to your somewhere bandwidth. Somewhere it stops. Somewhere yeah. it stops. And so I I had to mature 
and say, listen, I need help. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. I'm weak. It doesn't mean no. I'm bad. It just means that I've reached my maximum bandwidth. And if I want to continue yes. to grow, I need to have help. And so teams are very important. So I've got one last thing. Um, we usually bring our son on to ask one question. He's part of our team. So Santa, yes, go get him real I will quick. Get him. He's nine okay. years old. His name's awesome. Christopher. He's been on okay. almost every show. And you know, we we got a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I know that we have a limited time with you. So I'm trying to get it's, it's funny because you know, most of our shows go 45 plus minutes. So it's like trying to <laughs> but you yeah. know, we want to honor your time. Sure. Yeah. No. And I listen, I always enjoy being able to talk to different audiences and sharing what few pearls of wisdoms I've, I've, I've gained over my life. So, Hey, hi, Dr. Rizzo. What's your favorite food? <laughs> okay. My For favorite doctor, is a good one, right? <laughs> yes. My favorite food, believe it or not, is grilled salmon. Ooh. I like it on a bed of mashed potatoes with cucumbers. And in fact, mm -hmm. In fact, in my first novel, one of the characters in there, that's the last meal he ate was grilled oh, wow. salmon, mashed potatoes, and cucumbers. Because <laughs> what's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. But hey, what kind of pizza, though? Uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm very boring. I'm just an old-fashioned cheese guy, but I like nice, thick dough. I like a nice, big mm. crust. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Nate. Nice to meet you. <laughs> See you. And you know, we really love, you know, I want to honor your time. So we really loved having you on the show today. And we definitely look forward to having you back. So if you want to tell everybody how they can find you, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Sure. Uh, on Instagram, it's Dr. Ian Smith. Spell the doctor out. I-A-N Smith. On Twitter, it's D-R Ian Smith. And then my website is www.doctorspelledoutiansmith.com. And by the way, um, my my book series, the Ash Kane series, including Wolf Point, uh, is being optioned to be a TV series. So we're oh, negotiating wow. right um, now. So fingers yeah. crossed. Help me with positive yes. energy to the universe. Uh, and you can of course check out Wolf Point and the first book, which is right there, mm -hmm. uh, called The Unspoken. And you can get them on Amazon. I love that. Awesome. And you're always welcome back to come back on yes, and, 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 and and we can hear your whole story. This yes. is a very nice conversation. Thank you guys for having me. And by the way, thank you for having the courage to do this um, and not being afraid because you don't have to be Hollywood to be successful. And so you guys are giving great, conducting great interviews and getting people's message out there. And that matters. We, we appreciate oh, We so appreciate that. That means <laughs> okay. a lot. And you thank have you. an awesome day. Yes. You too. Stay safe. You too. You too. Bye. Okay. So long.